You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. More than 108 million people were forcibly displaced last year as a result of persecution, conflict, violence, human rights violations, or events disturbing public order, according to the UN Refugee Agency. In fact, the world is witnessing the highest levels of displacement on record, and among the millions of refugees, over half are under the age of 18. For several years, through its Open Homes Initiative, Airbnb has provided hosts with the option to make their property available to people in need of housing on a temporary basis, such as for disaster relief, travel for medical treatment, and refugees seeking asylum. Most recently, the company established Airbnb.org, an independent nonprofit, to help with housing and resources in times of crisis. To date, thanks to a global community of hosts, donors, and partner organizations, Airbnb.org has connected nearly 200,000 refugees and asylum seekers to emergency stays, including more than 135,000 refugees from Ukraine and over 34,000 refugees from Afghanistan. For more perspective on the mission and impact of Airbnb.org and how it's building awareness and growing giving, I am joined by the organization's global marketing lead, Dupay Ajayi. She is responsible for creating and executing Airbnb.org's marketing strategy to deepen the commitment of Airbnb hosts, guests, and the public. Dupay, welcome to the podcast. So good to be here, Ken. Thanks for having me. So, Dupay, the, the mission of Airbnb.org is to unlock the power of sharing space, resources, and support in times of need. I'm hoping you can share how the nonprofit came about and the impact that it's having across the globe. So, you know, this idea, it came from a host uh, that's located in my hometown, Brooklyn, New York, uh, by the name of Shell. Uh, and Shell, she contacted Airbnb and she asked how she could offer up her space uh, to stay for those who had been impacted by Hurricane Sandy. You know, it was one of the worst hurricanes um, in history um, at our in, at that time in our area. And the team, you know, they they took her up on that ask and they got to work building out something that would support over 1000 hosts opening their homes uh, to those who were impacted. And away we went from there, uh, you know, following that Airbnb continued to um, lean into the premise of unlocking the power of sharing space during times of crisis and need. Um, there was our de- disaster response tool and that allowed uh, hosts globally uh, to open their homes for free in 2013. Uh, individuals uh, opened their doors to relief workers uh, impacted by the Nepal earth- earthquakes that had happened in 2015. Then we aligned with the IRC, the International Rescue Commission, uh, and planned to support their work as well as launching the, launching the Open Homes program that you mentioned um, on World Refugee Day in 2017. Medical stays program then came soon after in 2018. And then as you mentioned, um, we launched as a separate 501c3, airbnb.org in 2020. We doubled down on our commitment uh, to DEIA in 2021. And then we housed those fleeing Afghanistan and Ukraine in 2021 
and 2022, uh, respectively. Mm -hmm. And then most recently, we responded to the Turkey earthquake in 2023. And as you mentioned to date, uh, we've connected nearly 20, uh, 200 thousand refugees and asylum seekers to emergency stays. You know, it, it, it has been tremendous uh, work that we've done in a very short amount of time. Uh, sometimes I can't even believe uh, how much impact has come uh, to pass. It's truly incredible, right? Um, and, you know, this whole idea, this whole concept of unlocking temporary accommodation using our tech-enabled platform uh, to provide these free stays, and the undergird of that being, you know, sharing these welcoming spaces, you know, that's the heartbeat of our, our mission. Our funding, that comes from generous donors, um, you know, everywhere, and that includes Airbnb, Inc., um, as well as our host. So, Dupe, what's the process for becoming a host and what are the expectations of a host beyond opening their doors? So our hosts are everything. We support hosts to give people a temporary place to stay during an emergency, as I mentioned. And uh, that can be a, a natural disaster or um, refugee crisis. Hosts will create a listing uh, that's exclusively available to .org guests. And that space should be equipped with, you know, the essential amenities, um, you know, the, you know, the basics. Um, eligible guests, they can request to book a listing or a nonprofit partner can do that for them. They can do that on their behalf. Um, and these el eligible guests, they can be refugees, asylum seekers, or newcomers or they can be evacuees, uh, relief workers, or first responders. Uh, guests qualify for some stays, you know, uh, .org will confirm their identity and eligibility. And for other stays, uh, our .org partners with select those select organizations, um, they will verify the identity and need. Um, I wanna highlight that we support all along the way. Uh, you know, there's customer support that is available, as well as community support uh, that's available. So when I mean community, I mean we have a whole thriving host community uh, as well. And then there's air cover. So hosts are covered um, up to $1 million uh, in liability insurance um, during this time. And then finally, you know, as I mentioned, we have our nonprofit partner resources, and they serve as support. Uh, for our guests as well. You, you mentioned support, and I know that um, Airbnb.org gives grants to nonprofits that connect people to temporary housing. I was hoping that you could provide a few examples of these partnerships and how they're benefiting Airbnb.org. So some examples. Uh, today, Airbnb.org works closely with organizations uh, such as IOM, Nova Ukraine, Goal, uh, the Global Empowerment Mission, CWS, and HIAS, so many more um, to deliver support globally. We're unlocking places to stay, um, but we humbly recognize, uh, you know, and we realize that our partners are the ones, right, that have best-in-class um, expertise in this area. They are the ones that deliver the support. We're offering the places to stay. So a great example of all of these elements coming together um, is relayed through a story, um, one of my favorites, uh, of Mary and Dima. 
Mary is a .org host. She's based in Berlin. And after she heard the news regarding the Russian invasion uh, in Ukraine, she listed her apartment free of charge. Uh, and then she worked with .org uh, partner Oram uh, to host four LGBTQ plus individuals or guests that were displaced. Um, one of these guests was an individual named Dima. Uh, the two connected over meals um, in Mary's kitchen during the time that Dima stayed with Mary. And they are still in touch to this day. I've witnessed them. I had the, the honor of experiencing um, their friendship uh, in person um, when I visited her home and captured uh, their story. That's, it, it's just incredible how through this, um, you know, this crisis, um, human connection that reigns and uh, it's just a beautiful thing to see. You also do pay partner with brands. So what do you look for in brand partnerships? You know, I'll give you some example of, of the root of this. In 2016, at the request of uh, the local government, Airbnb, Uber, and JetBlue, we joined forces to provide housing, flights, and grand tra transportation to families that were flying in for um, for funerals, unfortunately, um, or visiting loved ones that were impacted by the Pulse nightclub shooting that happened in June. And then in September, the White House launched a call to action for the private sector engaging on the global refugee crisis. And Airbnb answered that call. Airbnb's co-founder, uh, Joe Gebbia, was one of the 20 executives invited by President Obama to make commitments to the refugee crisis. Um, since, we've collaborated with uh, the likes of DoorDash to support the Afghan arrivals and many others, many other orgs, many other um, companies uh, since then. Um, we've engaged internally as well um, regarding uh, their companies and, and volunteer engagement, um, if they've had an interest um, in that, looking at that connection between hosts as a volunteer um, opportunity, right? And so when we're looking at partnerships, like most, we, we do a core values check. We are looking for strategic alignment. And we're also looking at what is happening in the climate at the time. And then there's the consideration of the entity, right? So um, I mentioned DoorDash, our tech colleagues, we're looking at that category. We're looking at our brand colleagues um, as well, um, our media colleagues or media entities, institutions, universities, and governmental partners. And then we're looking at influencers. These are some of the levers that we're considering when we're looking at, at brand collaboration. So, Dupe, are these brands uh, reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to them based on what you're seeing? It's a little bit of both. I'll say that, you know, um, and, and you've seen this, in times of crisis, you know, there are lots of, um, uh, there's lots of energy, right? And we'll have brands that will raise their hand. And we see this, um, you know, uh, during the Ukraine response, we had, Lots of brand partners who, you know, came to us and said, hey, how can we support your work? What can we do? Uh, and, you know, we take them up on offer um, when appropriate, uh, realizing that the best solutions for us are ones that we can implement at scale. Mm -hmm. 
and ones that we can implement during, you know, those blue sky or calm moments, as well as the ones that, you know, um, we can pull the lever on during times of disaster. Uh, so we get approached at all times, to be honest. However, there is always room for um, more and for fine tuning how we collaborate, how we work together. Um, that desire um, is there. And because we're so young in our journey, there's lots of room for us to do tremendous things. Hello, Beyond Profit listener. This podcast is just one of the many resources offered through the award-winning ANA Center for Brand Purpose. There, you will also find a social purpose assessment tool to see how deeply purpose is ingrained in your organization, as well as a series of playbooks, articles, podcasts, videos, and more. Become a more knowledgeable and purposeful marketer by visiting ana.net slash purpose-driven. That's ana.net slash purpose-driven. And now, back to the show. I'm speaking today with Dupay Ajayi, Global Marketing Lead for Airbnb.org. Dupay, your organization recently participated in World Refugee Day. Mm -hmm. Please explain the significance of this event and how it aligns with your mission. Well, you know, Ken, um, we've engaged in this day before. Um, It's in our wheelhouse, right? But this year we did more because it's what the moment called for. We doubled down on our commitments to our partners elevated what our mission is, and we created an additional groundswell of support. We announced our $2 million sponsorship initiative for refugees and asylum seekers entering the U.S., thanks to a generous contribution from the Shapiro Foundation. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the initiative provides grants for housing support and match funding efforts uh, for select refugee-focused NPOs that connect newcomers to sponsors. As well, um, we provided $1 million in additional funding granted to our refugee fund. And that fund was established in 2021 to help support the work um, that is happening a long time in this space. We also used the the day and uh, surrounding days to lift our partners who do this work. Um, We realize that we have a platform and it is a privilege for us to have this platform. And so we use this platform to elevate others and those who, you know, um, we could not be able to do this work without. We want people to be aware of the scale um, of this work, how we work with our partners, um, and we want them to understand that this is an ongoing need. You know, oftentimes, you know, so much happening in the world and um, in, in the news cycle. This work is always happening, right? Um, and so we wanted people to, to know that. And as well, we wanted to share, um, as I mentioned, what's happening forward and all of the exciting things um, that we are working on. In 2022, giving overall in the U.S., uh, to nonprofits was down. Um, curious how you're building awareness for Airbnb.org in driving giving. Has that been a challenge for you? So, you know, when I consider this, this question, you know, I, I think that to your point, the statistics, you know, are, are real. I think the asks of everyone for everything 
<laughs> is challenging right now because it's just an energy um, right now where so much is happening. So much is being asked of folks um, all the time. I believe that solid storytelling uh, is key. That is the differentiator. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned, you know, us being a tech-enabled platform, you know, is, is an advantage, right? However, how do we translate, you know, tech-enabled platform to lift what's at the core of that work? And at the core of that work uh, are our partners, hosts, and guests. There's a realization as well that this is a marathon. It is not a race, uh, right? And strong storytelling, no matter what surface we are using, that helps us, that wins. And then there's helping or having others amplify the message for us, right? It's not only us saying, look at what we're doing. And having those individuals um, that are trusted tell others, uh, let people know about the work that we have done and continue to do in this space. Mm -hmm. I think as long as any nonprofit organization, just, you know, as, as what I've seen in my previous experience before landing um, at this point in my professional journey, those that know how to tell stories well and get people to understand and care, they win, um, you know, no matter where we are in climate. That's uh, you raise a real interesting point to pay about um, not necessarily making air B&B the hero, but making the donors the heroes. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and, that's, and, our, and that's yes. the key to great storytelling. I couldn't agree with you more there. Mm-hmm. And our hosts and guests, you know, when right. you look at the stories behind what, you know, some of the things that our guests have experienced and our hosts have experienced, it is tremendous. You know, I I would often think, you know, what would it look like or or Dupe, what would you do, you know, if you were faced with such um, such crisis? Sure. How would you move? That spirit, you know, that humanness is something that anybody can relate to, right? And and so we lean into we lean into that. Dupe, you had mentioned a little earlier about that disasters and other events of its kind they happen frequently all over the world. So my question is, for you know, from a marketing perspective. How do you prepare to react with messaging that makes sense for different geographies, different demographics in a timely and relevant way? The question of the hour. <laughs> you know, we do. We do um, prepare. We have infrastructure and, and the bones um, of our programs and how we respond and being ready to respond are there. But how do you do marketing in a disaster? Mm. You know, even when I, I've taken on this role, my colleagues know there's a joke that I have where, you know, it doesn't say or it didn't say in a position description, you know, must know how to do marketing in a disaster, right? You don't. But however, if you've done this work properly, if you've built the groundswell before the need is dire, then you have the framework there, Right. And you know what to do and you kind of know which levers to pull and how to lean into the work. Um, we are lucky that we have such great support 
from our partner organizations um, and look to them as well for guidance uh, with how we are ready to respond or how to be ready to respond. But you never know what is going to happen, what the crisis will look like, the scale, right? Uh, the Ukraine response happened almost a year to date to Tur the Turkey earthquake, mm -hmm. almost a year to date night and day, two totally different responses, right? However, the muscle is being built, exercised along the way. And, you know, although they're not the same, we do have or have built the expertise, right, as we move along, right? And I think that that's where we're different. And that's one of our strengths too, is that we're not trapping ourselves into, okay, well, we did this then for this response. Let's apply that here. We can't, right? Because they're two totally different, two totally different things. So we remain nimble in how even we approach, uh, but the framework is solid and it's there. Yeah, I was just going to say, Dupay, that it sounds like you have a nimble marketing organization. Can I ask, is it a large one? <laughs> 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 my, my, I don't know. My, my laughter um, tells me we are lean, mighty, but lean. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So Dupay, what's your message to brand marketers about using the power of marketing advertising to really make a difference in the world for people and planet? I love this question. So I think of five things. First, you know, we've learned this with any marketing, you know, effort, be authentic, be authentic. We've seen where those who are not authentic, um, how they trip themselves up. And so you want to lead with that. And then I'd say second, second to that is going beyond a moment, right? So, you know, I mean, a few years ago, a lot of our colleagues focused on what was happening uh, regarding equity, and BLM. And I love that, you know, and personally, me speaking, I love that there was that focus. However, let's look at beyond the moment. How do we uphold that value all the time, right? So go beyond the moment. Then I would say build relationships and keep them healthy, right? Think about those alignments that you would like to have those allies um, in brand that you would like to have and start building those relationships and keeping them strong, nurturing them, you know, ahead of time. This, this makes the most sense. After that, I would say go local, you know, communities are extremely powerful. I believe that that resonates with the consumer in a time that where things are so big and broad and vast and we do have access to, you know, um, everyone around the world. Look, I'm talking to you from, you know, my, my place in New York, which is tremendous. There's still power in community. You know, the consideration of local engagement, uh, I think especially right now, uh, is there's power there. Mm -hmm. And then last, I would say co-create, right? So um, delivering a toolkit to your NPO and say, hey, here's what we, you know, here's what we're thinking for you. You want them to feel ownership as well to whatever it is that you're going to be putting out there. It goes back to that first point where you'll then see this authenticity, 
But as well, you know, I think there's something to be said about something that you created together, something that they had a voice in. And sometimes nonprofit organizations, they may feel, you know, they're just so happy to be engaged by the brand that they may feel that, you know, whatever they decide, I'll take a back seat. The approach, the best approach is to consider what is it that the nonprofit would want to present in their voice, right? That is the best way to approach. So using this co-creation at the core of how you build your relationship. I think that that's the best way. Those five things are key um, when it comes to brand marketers um, building out any kind of social impact relationship. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm assuming, Dupay, when you talk about co-creation, it's with all stakeholders, you know, not just employees, but absolutely down the supply chain. Absolutely, all mm-hmm. stakeholders, right? Um, I, I I would say that if you are featuring, um, for example, as part of this uh, collaboration, the story of one of the constituents or one of those impacted. Are they comfortable with that? How do they feel about that? How do they feel about the brand? Mm-hmm. It takes time, but I, I believe, as I mentioned, you know, when it comes to storytelling and impactful storytelling, that it is a marathon. And I believe the reward is, it will only be much richer uh, for paying attention to that detail. What a great point. Lastly, Dupay, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion is uh, front and center with your organization. Tell me about how about some of your commitments that you're um, using to drive impact? Sure. When we think about this, right, what I want to lift is that Airbnb.org, we're committed to serving individuals that come from different racial and ethnic communities. Um, Those who have experienced historically oppression, Um, ongoing disenfranchisement or systemic racism and discrimination in the context of the U.S., right? So we're looking at in the context of here. Um, And that includes, you know, Indigenous people, Black, African-American people, Latinx, Asian, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, Middle Eastern, North African, as well as looking at two or more, you know, races across the board. Then we're looking at individuals, you know, those who are low income and experiencing financial insecurity, such as those low income individuals who are experiencing financial insecurity. Um, They may come from um, geographic concentrations of poverty, single earner um, households, um, those earning minimum wage, you know, that's another lever. And then there are additional categories that we layer on and intersect with Um, other baseline categories. And that includes individuals who are not U.S. citizens, people who uh, have disabilities, LGBTQIA uh, folks, as I mentioned, those who face gender discrimination, religious discrimination, individuals with children um, that are 18 years of age or younger, as well as seniors, individuals who are 65 years and older. These are the, the, the elements or the frameworks um, externally when we look at um, our approach. Um, and as well, these are the pull-throughs internally, uh, the values that we, we operate by when it comes to being an environment that is truly inclusive, one where we all feel welcome. 
living that value internally and then promoting it externally. Dupe Ajayi, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond Profit and for all of the great work of your organization. Thank you so much, Ken. So much fun. I appreciate you and your team deeply for giving us this platform to share just a little bit more about what Airbnb.org is and what we're working on. I really appreciate you. Please visit Airbnb.org to learn more about the organization or to donate. And if you would like to recommend a speaker or topic for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.